Welcome, everybody, to the Fulfill My Destiny podcast. I'm Pastor James Levesque. In the next few moments, we're going to take you from where you are to where God wants you to be and ultimately fulfill your destiny. So grateful to have you guys here with us. So much going on, so much to talk about. And thank you for this first week. We're in the books, guys. This is exciting. Three episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, just looking forward to connect with you guys. I know so many were asking, and I just, you know, I just feel this call towards leadership, helping people plant churches, fulfill their destiny, just really equip you for the work of the ministry. Single word, simple word today, we're talking about yes. Yes. Your yes is really all we have. One thing I wasn't ready for in life, it blindsided me, to be honest with you. I wasn't ready to see people grow wrong. I wasn't ready to see there were seasons of my life. There were people that had similar fire, similar passion, similar risk, similar faith, fire, man. They were excited. They're going after God. And when I would look around a room, I I never thought it would never not be that way, right? You have people in your life and you're like, man, we are going to do something great for God. We're going to soar, man. We're going to go see God do so many things. And it's interesting because... Like when that happens, you're not prepared for years to go by and their yes to change. Saying yes to the Lord, we talked about really preparing for the word on Wednesday. Saying yes to the Lord is really about complete surrender. And the thing is, it's a continual yes. And that's what I think people struggle with. Like, bro, I know you said yes in the 70s. And I know in the early 90s, you said yes, but that yes doesn't matter. Bro, ain't nobody wants your 90-year-old, your 1990s yes. Yes is a continual have your way in me. Yes is a constant whatever you want, Lord, like we say yes. Because that's all heaven's looking for, right? To obey is better than sacrifice. Obedience to the Lord is more important than anything in your life, right? Like more than wealth is your yes, And I watched people over time, they say yes in the right moment at the right time. Like, Lord, yes, yes. And then life goes by. And they're disappointed and they're hurt and they're disenfranchised. And things don't happen the way they thought they should. And man, offense, can I tell you? Oh, Lord, guard our hearts. Oh, man, offense is ugly. Misunderstanding creeps in. And then before you know it, there's people that I thought one day would take over the churches in certain cities. And they're, I don't know if they're saved today. All because that yes, man, oh man, is dangerous, dude. Like you have to continually recertify that thing. And realize that truthfully, the higher you go, the harder it is, man. Right? You know, you're not in your 20s anymore. You're not 30 with a kid. That's easy, man, that's easy days, dude. I was talking to a, a man the other day that joined our pastoral challenge, which by the way, it's been an incredible week training pastors. I talked to somebody, man, oh, they're just, you know, just, man, you've got a bunch of kids. They're young. Let's go up in route. Let's go to Colorado. Let's go to Nevada. Let, I get it, man. I get it. It's not always going to be that way because you spend a lot of your 20s trying to figure out, like, who you are. In your 30s, you try to figure out what is it I'm called to do. You can take risks. You can actually blow some years in that time. Prefer not to. But then by the time you hit 40s, you start to believe a lot like this is all you're going to do. And that is an ugly place to be because instead of kind of regrouping and making moves, it's like people just settle, man. And then it's an ugly afterlife, man. It's an ugly 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s because you're now reaping. And for you to change is not you believe so many lies about your life that you won't even change. 
I mean, think about it. I made the biggest, I'm 43 years old, man. I came from nothing, I mean, nothing, like nothing, nothing, like gutter beyond gutter, nothing. No one in my family saved, no money, nothing in my life. Understand, you don't come from more gutter than that. And yet at 40 years old, building great churches, seeing great things happen, already been to 70 nations, already doing great things for God. Man, at 40, I walked, well, didn't walk away, but I moved. I left for another adventure at 40 years old. Why would I do that? Why would I take a seven-year-old, a two-year-old, and basically a newborn? Why would I take that and just leave again? Because I'm not addicted to comfort, guys. It's about listening to the Holy Spirit, and there's never a moment that the answer is no. There's never a moment. Like, there's not, I've, I'm actually not, promise you, I've not done anything special. Last week, off-air, Good Morning America, the hosts were like, man, we've looked at your story. We've, we've studied it, man. It's incredible. Like, we don't see a lot of people that come from this. Friends, it's only a yes. Like, I'm a no away from being irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like, you're a no away from not doing what God's called you to do. And you've got to resolve in your heart that the answer is continually yes. Somebody came up to me last week. They said, man, I really feel like this city needs something great for God. I feel like this city, something huge should happen in it. And I said, why aren't you the one to do it? But a lot of times you have excuses why you can't do it. Well, it's just not this. It's not, I'm not, I'm not the, it's like, like I was telling my leadership team, they've done studies about like people that have witnessed murders. Like if there's hundreds of people that saw a murder versus one that saw a murder, it's a lot different. Meaning this, the people, the hundreds of people that saw a murder, nobody called 911. And it was not because, you know, there was this hood mentality of I'm not going to tell. Because in the same city, you get one murder where one person witnesses it, one person calls 911. They try to study, figure out why it's like that. Well, they realize something. When there's hundreds of people that witness a murder, everybody thinks someone else is calling 911 and nobody calls. But when it's one person, that one person always calls because they feel responsibility. Man, we're in a day where nobody wants to make the call. Nobody wants to call. Nobody wants to answer that call. Nobody wants to call because they think everybody else is doing it. Dude, what if you're the answer and it's not somebody else? What if you're the one to make a step and it's not somebody else? I think you are. That's the point. That's the punchline. We have to step out and begin to believe that God wants to fulfill your destiny. Like there is a purpose in you greater than what you see in front of you. There's a reason you're alive on this earth greater than whatever your mundane life is right now. And so somehow we get blinded by work and we get blinded by, you know, paying bills and taking care of our kids and raising our children and like having grandchildren, like we get so blinded by that, that we just, we disqualify ourselves from doing something great. I remember managing coffee shops and, and managing multiple re like stores. Every sick day, every personal day, that was a day for me to do something great for God. I'd fly and do trips. I'd go to conferences. I would do anything I could because I was going to make destiny, my purpose, the most important thing in my life. I love business owners, and I know some. I love business owners that just turn their, their businesses into godly establishments, man. Praying and having their staff pray, like that is incredible. But in front of every one of us is a board. I wrote about this in my first book. Is a chessboard in front of you. And when you get saved, God makes a move. And then it's your turn to move, right? And then... God makes another move and it's your turn to move. And like the truth is you never stop out moving God. And basically obedience. God says to do it, you do it, boom, the floodgates open. That's why I think new Christians that hear about giving and tithing, they give and boom, their whole life ends up getting blessed like beyond measure. Why? Because they're in those early days, they're just obeying. 
they're just taking that first step and that first step is huge in their life and it's going to lead them to a healthier life. I saw a health guru say, look, going from zero hours a week to working out to three, just zero to three does more incrementally than going from five to 10 or 10 to 20 hours a week. Because when you're starting out, you are unlocking the largest amount of potential when you're stepping out in faith. And then what happens? We stop stepping out. God moves, we don't move. God moves, we don't move. Then we stop listening to him. Then we stop obeying. Then we stop doing what he's called us to do. And then you end up in a dry place. We can't get mad at God when we end up in a dry place because we rejected his principles for living. Like there's so much more for you than what you see in front of you. Think about it. What is on the other side? What is what is the gap between what you're called to do, but yet what you are doing? It's obedience. It's your yes. It's getting to a place where you say, Father, whatever you're asking me to do, the answer is yes. Whatever you're calling me to do, the answer is yes. It's a powerful principle, man. And, you know, as we head into the weekend, we really need to think about, like, where are we saying yes and where are we not? Because when the Lord said to obey is better and sacrifice, what he's talking about is, I, you know, I told you to kill all the Amicalites. And you did, but you kept some of the fatty ram for yourself. You kept some stuff off to the side. It's like there's a nest egg. There's a little piece of you. There's a back door. If you ever have a back door in case something doesn't work out in faith, it's never going to work out. That's where the term burn the ships came from. You're in war. You're taking land. You burn the ships, meaning you're never going to. Retreating is not an option. You are taking land and going backwards is never going to be an option. You burn the ships. I know it sounds good. I know it's encouraging. But dude, it's so harder for somebody to live. Because this world is flooded with disobedience. This world is flooded with people not listening or honoring God. It's crazy. So today, I pray that you step into a, a deeper understanding of what it is the Lord's asking you to do. Maybe it's to give a significant financial gift, right? Maybe it's to say yes to stepping up in your church. Maybe it's sharing your faith at your job. Maybe whatever it is. Like the answer just has to be yes because that's how you climb levels in faith. It's all through obedience and that's how you ultimately fulfill your destiny. That's it for today. It's Friday. I'll see you again Monday. Isn't that awesome? As always, thank you for listening today to the Fulfill My Destiny podcast. (laughs) 